All right, guys, welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This is episode 62, and I'm sitting here on Skype with Moritz Batscheider. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, my friend. It's been a long week since we saw each other, but it's always a pleasure. And just here at the top of the show, just want to give a little shout out to um, those who have already gone to Apple Podcasts and iTunes or wherever you listen and you've already given us a review or a comment, a share, a like, and the such. Uh, if you haven't done that and you enjoy the show, please go do that because it really helps new listeners find us. That's how the algorithm works. It's a crazy game. It's a really <laughs> crazy world, but that really helps us a lot. And if you support the show, that really does wonders for us. Um, you can also go to Instagram at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants and give us a follow. Or if you, you know, if you are an Artsy Fartsy Immigrant or you know someone who'd like to be on the show, uh, if, if you have a question or a comment about something we've uh, touched on, you can always uh, DM us on there or send us an email to podcast at m945.de. And as always, if you'd like to financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash jordanprince. And there you can, for as low as something like $3 a month, you can pay towards the show because we're trying to get more into um, live stream recording and video podcasting and to make the show uh, bigger and better for those who have been with us for a long time. So it really helps us out. And yeah, we love you. All right, my friend, we are on the second half of 100 episodes right now. I am really stoked. We're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Like we can we can we can already see the top kind of. <laughs> yeah. So last week you you finished your huge uh, you know, winter sport job on was it last Wednesday morning or was uh, it last Tuesday? Yeah, Wednesday morning, yeah. Okay, so tell us what you've been up to since you got off. Cause I like to imagine that you had your feet up in just your boxers with a, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, well, you're not smoking anymore, but maybe like a big corn cob, like Lord of the Rings pipe <laughs> with uh, John Wick in the background and a Nintendo <laughs> switch in your hands. <laughs> yeah. That, um, so that sounds nice. Most part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually I have not been up to that much since <clears throat> i don't know because i also wanted to say regarding that we're slowly getting to this number of 100 episodes like it it really are those those tiny little peaks those tiny little <laughs> highlights you see in the stuff you do every day um because you can see them there in a kind of i don't want to say energy light of the tunnel but um but this, yeah, those kind of highlights you see because you don't see them. I don't know when you go outside. Like <laughs> it's really frustrating how we seem to seem to go again. Yeah, but um, and regarding that, I also yeah <laughs> spent most of the time at home actually. Um, a lot of reading, watching some good documentaries. Um, what what did you watch? Uh, in terms of documentary, I'm curious. Um, I watched this this one um, uh, Biggie Smalls documentary that was kind of, is kind of promoted oh, everywhere. On, that's on Netflix. Netflix, right? Yeah. How was that? Um, it was pretty cool because I I already knew a lot about him, but they they kind of kind kind of found cool 
um, like uh, interview partners to to talk about him. Like um, they, for example, were having this one. Um, he also worked with 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 pretty famous musicians. Like he worked with Miles Davis, etc. This Biggie um, Smalls did. No, 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 no. But um, this guy, I don't remember his name, but he's he's a saxophone player, a jazz player, uh-huh. and he lived. Um, What's the street? <laughs> Fulton Street, I guess. Um, uh, right next door to where um, where Big's mom used to live. Oh, okay. And I'm he not was, sure. And he, yeah. and he was for 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 a period. He was kind of trying to to take care of him and to show him music and to get him off the streets, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And people like that. And so, um, yeah, it was like cool. And then I watched this one thing. Um, did you, um, or do you know this kind of series, Last Chance You? I saw that advertised, but I, I didn't check it out. I didn't even watch okay. the trailer for that. What is that? So it's a. They already did one or two series with football teams, and I didn't watch those because I still don't have this connection to football. Um, but the oh format, right, sure. The the format is. Um, they went to like when they started this thing with a football team uh to a i guess it was a community college or or something and portrayed um like young uh, college athletes that kind of yeah might have um some form of background with i don't know whatever like lived through <laughs> really shitty things or um have a background with 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 a with a criminal scene or, or whatever like like those, those those kind of kind of um people that kind of find their way back into into society over sports and it's kind of their last chance like they play this season uh, at this at this community college okay. for um and it's the last chance to kind of i don't know maybe get a scholarship at a at a division 1 university or something Ah, okay. So these are guys that came out of homes of like domestic abuse, or they came out of like a history yeah, of drug abuse, for whatever. example. Or... I, I I don't know the, the the case in detail for the for what they did with the football team, but that's the format. And now they did the same thing ah. with a with a basketball team. And since basketball is more of my sports, I enjoy. Yeah, sure. And so I watched mm-hmm. that, and was it was um, super nice. It was about the Eastern Los Angeles Community College was like a like a what do you call it, junior college um or community college yeah that sounds right yeah and um and it's also pretty interesting because it ends with um their season being interrupted and then canceled due to the beginning of the of the, of the covid pandemic um but yeah they they oh, portrayed really? they portrayed this coach and his team over 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 one season until covid came and do their like characters, the team captain, their um, one of their guards. <laughs> he lo- he lost both of his parents when he was fourteen and fifteen, and oh, lives man. on his own. And 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 um, yeah, kids with backgrounds like that. But it's it has super intense scenes. Um, there are obviously a lot of um, uh, sports scenes, like like games. Sure. Um, for Some them, highlights, but, yeah, but also if you're not too deep into into basketball, like um, besides that, there are um, kind of yeah, 
like little storylines and, and and good interviews and scenes that go beyond it. Speaking of like really good basketball documentaries, did you ever watch the classic one, Hoop Dreams? Um, no, sadly not. Man, I watched that. I didn't watch it that long ago, actually. It came out in 94, and I remember it being kind of one of those, um, you know, maybe, I don't, I, it's hard to say, but I think it was one of those, you know, highly spoken about, um, sort of famously circulating tales of, you know, true accomplishment, the American dream sort of thing. And, no. when you know, when you go to film school and stuff, they always kind of drag around a few similar names in terms of like things you have to watch and i remember hoop dreams coming up but i just didn't uh check it out and then maybe a couple of years ago maybe even like one or two years ago maybe like 2019 um i finally watched it and if you've got i mean you can watch it in pieces it's just under three hours long which is kind of unbelievable it's pretty long but it's really I mean, it's just a masterpiece. It really, it really is what they were talking about, or what the rumors were. You know, when you're <laughs> when you were growing up or hearing about it. But it's really amazing, man. Like, if you want to see, like, perhaps one of the most authentic stories of how, um, you know, like underprivileged, under undereducated, um, impoverished, uh, inner city African American kids kind of look towards basketball or sports in general, but usually basketball in those areas as an escape or an opportunity to a better life. Yeah. And then you see, you follow, I think you follow two kids and one of them gets pretty far to an, I don't want to like spoil everything, but like one of them goes in this pretty cool path. And then one of them um, maybe doesn't get the same exact chance and ends up going a different way. And it's such a, like, sometimes it's really painful, and sometimes it's really heartfelt, and other times it's really inspiring, and you're kind of like, oh, man, this is this is really how it works with these, yeah. you know, college scouts, with these uh, high school varsity scouts, and these championships, and how much pressure they put on themselves, and all the relationship they have to their, to their number, and to their shoes, and to their community, yeah. and what that might mean for their parents, and... and yeah. It's crazy, man. It's really good. Hoop Dreams is, is yeah, really, and, and, really good. Th and that's also the point of of of, of this la last chance you um show, because they they point out pretty well and um that for for the kids at this community college, like the ultimate goal is not as you would imagine being an an NBA pro, um like I would imagine like people I grew up with that had this these kind of ambitions to becoming a pro athlete or some of them becoming pro athletes actually but the mm -hmm. path was so clear and the ultimate goal is to be um <laughs> um a pro athlete at the highest level but for for right. for some of these kids they they really point out good and they have um <clears throat> great interviews there they say things like they don't care whether they make it to the NBA or not they don't care whether they play in the development league or overseas or in China or wherever, as long as they can make um, a living out of it and bring some some money home to their families. Oh man, that's incredible! That's really incredible. Um, oh, that actually makes me think about. Did you know that they were making a? I guess you do know this now because it's pretty mainstream news. But they're making a Space Jam too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm I'm already waiting for so long because 
you know, being a basketball fan, you would all since I don't know two years or three years, you would always get like little reminders that it's coming. Like at one point, the the it it was leaked that that um LeBron James would would act in it. Um, I don't yeah. know, like eight months later, the 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 shirt, the uniform he would wear was leaked, and so on. Oh and so on. man. Yeah, you can see here if you if you even just Google Space Jam Two, there's there's like this obvious uh, photoshopped fan photo of LeBron with um, the I forgot the name of the enemy team, like the not the the All Stars, the oh the Monsters, the Monsters, Monsters, that's it. Um, You can see him kind of photoshopped in with them, but I mean it's straight up legit now. I mean they have. Space Jam, A New Legacy. I can't believe it's with LeBron. I was so, <laughs> so hoping they would bring Jordan out of retirement, especially after The Last Dance came out. I was like, what if he made a cameo in this movie? But it looks like it's we, we gonna... still don't know it. That, that, could, that could be something that um That could that come back. Like, oh, man. Jim Carrey's listed in part of the cast. I yeah. wonder if he's one of the Monstars, probably. It, probably he's the new, the, the the new, the new Bill Murray. Oh, the new... Oh, he might be the new Bill Murray. Oh, that would be perfect for him. That would be perfect. Let me look at this cast. Oh, man, they got Don Cheadle, Jim Carrey. Okay, LeBron James. For basketball fans, they got Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis. Um, Pretty much legends there. Oh, my goodness. Steve Harvey, Gabriel Iglesias. What? <laughs> Probably Michael they B. are the Jordan. monsters. Wow. Who's uh, Gary Oldman? Lawrence Fishburne. Man, they got some all stars in here. Christopher McDonald. I eat shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat shit for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, that's my favorite line. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Uh, yeah, sure. I love, I love Happy Gilmore. That's my, that's my favorite. Dude, line. they have a guy, guy on the, when you Google the cast, they have a guy line, <laughs> lined up here named Michael B. Jordan. You don't know him? No, I don't know him. I just oh, thought it, it would be a joke because um, <laughs> of I mean, <laughs> that would be perfect, right? To have, uh, to have Michael Jordan and Michael B. Jordan. Oh, dude, Michael B. Jordan is pretty huge. Um, he was on The Wire. He was uh, in a few like big TV shows like Friday Night Lights and Parenthood, but he's also the main villain in Black Panther. Ah, ah, uh, sure. You know they got Chadwick yeah. Boseman as Black Panther, yeah, yeah. then that main villain is uh, that's that's Michael B. Jordan. No, oh man, that's um, oh, but he's great in the. I forgot he's also in The Wire. Like he's in the first season. I think that's from like two thousand two. Oh, that's funny. If you Google Michael B. Jordan TV shows. Uh, a very popular people also ask question is, what does Michael B. Jordan smell like? <laughs> and some, somebody has an answer. Okay, they say, what do you say? I can confirm he does have a woody scent, but it's actually mixed with spicy cardamom, nashi ah. pear, and, vetiv and vetiver. Basically, he <laughs> smells cozy. It's from Elle magazine. Oh, my goodness. He smells cozy? I'll smell he smells cozy. cozy. I want to smell cozy. Yeah, man. Do you do you, do you know this meme like where they? Do you know this 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 web format where they they have um celebrities reading um like hater tweets about themselves? 
Oh, yeah. Isn't that on um, and the Jimmy Kimmel thing? Yeah, it could be. could be. Um, and there's like this Celebrity one, reading um, mean tweets. Yeah, exactly. And there's this one meme out of it <laughs> where one Twitter user, it, it was with Cardi B. <laughs> and um, she um, she was reading a tweet that said, uh, Cardi B, something, something. And she also looks loud. <laughs> and then she wonders for like 30 seconds on camera how does loud <laughs> uh, even look <laughs> I mean in all honesty Cardi B does look loud you know <laughs> she does look loud oh did you see the Grammys did you see anything from the Grammys I know that she and Megan the Stallion were there for their song WAP <laughs> yeah it, it was a huge success I guess they had like I don't know what they won. I, I don't know if it was single of the year. Let me look at these. Um... But did you see? Did you see this meme at least? Like this, um, or it was a TikTok, like where um, a mom is is coming back to her her car, like her 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 little child was sitting in there for like a minute or something, and she um, <laughs> sits in and uh, turns on the radio and um, <laughs> and this song comes up. And when they come home, her baby <laughs> starts singing it. Wait, say that again? Like her baby was singing... Um, oh, WAP. WAP. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. I'm looking at the list here on Vulture, but it looks... Oh, now I list? understand what they're doing. Okay, now I, I think we, we somehow have lost path here a little bit. That's okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of in a, I'm in a I'm in a flowy mood. Let's see. So winners. Okay, record of the year ah. was Billie Eilish. Man, she knocked down another Grammy. That's impressive. I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I oh yeah. Here's a game. Don't don't look it up. I want I want to be the one with the screen, and we can do a little <sighs> guess a little guess game here. Uh, record of the year. We already spoiled that one. Uh, Everything I wanted by Billie Eilish. I would have guessed perhaps Black Parade by Beyonce because that was really, really cool. Or yeah, but they, they could not do that because there's only there's only one Black Parade album. Sorry, Beyonce. Love you, sorry, but sorry, Beyonce. Dude, My Chemical Romance, the Black Parade. <laughs> oh right. Oh is, wow. Is, when I was was, was, a was young such boy. a banger. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's what we have nominated for Album of the Year. Do you already know the Album of the Year winner? Um, nope. Perfect. Okay, so Album of the Year nominations are Chilumbo from Jene Aiko, Black Puma, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong and I, I apologize, Black Pumas from Black Pumas, Everyday Life by Coldplay, De Jesse Volume 3 from Jacob Collier, Women in Music Part 3 from Haim. That was a good record. Future Nostalgia from Dua Lipa. Also good. Hollywood's Bleeding from Post Malone or Folklore by Taylor Swift. Who do you think won? <laughs> Janet, Janet Iko, Black Pumas, Coldplay, Jacob Collier, Haim, Dua Lipa, Post Malone, Taylor Swift. That's a lot of nominations. So the thing is, I know that because by chance I've seen something. I know that Dua Lipa has won a Grammy, but I'm I, I'm not sure if she probably has won several or 
uh, another one, or if it is that one. For each category, you have the right to ask for one, uh, for one tip, so that you can have a fair guess. So, do you have? Do you have? Um, do you do you want your tip on this category, album of the year? Okay. The tip is that it is not Dua Lipa. Okay, great. So and what we had um, Taylor Swift, Black Pumas. Black Pumas are actually a great band. Do you know them? I don't know them. They're actually pretty cool. Kind of a um, a pretty fresh, like mixed funk and soul sound. But oh, I've cool. also seen th- um, they were one of the bands I was I was watching a live show on on YouTube on <laughs> with with uh, with beer and snacks because I couldn't go to a concert. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, Black Pumas, po- cool band, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Dua Lipa. It's no, album, Dua Lipa. album album of the year is um, Black Pumas, Coldplay, Coldplay Jacob oh, Collier. You know Jacob Collier, huh? Yeah, it's this. Okay. It, he he's he's the guy every musician hates. Well, <laughs> I I think he'd be like a f- cool guy to hang out with for a day in the studio because I think you could learn something. But I yeah. I think he'd be annoying after a while because he's kind of, I mean, he's insane, but he's also a genius. You know, it's one of those people. Yeah, and I I, I don't mean it mean it that, that bad. Like I mean, you see him and you you hate him for how how crazy good he is at everything. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I watched. Um, I think his first. Like when they did, they did the Tiny Desk concert before yeah, it was, dude. that what one before, fuck? before it was at home, like mm-hmm. the first one he did. And that's just, I mean, that's, but I, I have, I, I, yeah. Like I really, I really appreciate how good he is. It's crazy. But I still don't I like mean, the music crazy. that much. I, I gotta admit. Oh, here's the fair thing. His first, um, his first Tiny Desk, there was like two out of the three songs he did that were so incredible. I couldn't believe my ears like how is someone so genius dude by the way didn't we watch that video together together for the first time when we both saw the first time i no i don't think that was that one i think i watched this one in my living room i think it was like one week when ify was gone that i was but never mind uh, sorry no no but i watched it and then i thought man this is so incredible this is so new and spectacular and i went to spotify and the album version i didn't like and I didn't save the songs. I just keep going back to the Tiny Desk when I want to hear it because yeah, the live version I mean. was, it was like stripped down and it was kind of differently arranged. But um, did you check out the new Heim record, The Women in Music Part 3? No. That one has, I would say it's not my favorite record of all time. I think it's very like in the moment, this kind of record. Like like um, who's the record? Heim, H-A-I-M. Do you know them? H-A-I-M. No. It's three girls. I think they're two sisters and a friend or three sisters. They're, I mean, they are good. They have good songs. And I think that record has like three pretty cool tracks. And they're nominated for Best Album. Yeah. So it's Black Pumas, Coldplay, Jacob Collier, Haim Dua Lipa, Post Malone, Taylor Swift. Do you have a guess? So it's not Dua Lipa. It's not Dua Lipa. <sighs> And I, I mean, I'll be fair. It's not Jacob Collier, obviously. Like he's they're, too, they're, like the he's thing too jazzy. Is, the, 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 the thing is, there have been a few years now where Taylor Swift would be a no-brainer. Um, but I'm not sure this year. Five or Post Malone or Coldplay, like dude. Four. Um, I still three, go with Taylor Swift. 
You are right. It's Folklore by Taylor Swift. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But didn't she actually have like cool features? On this album, um, I, I did not li- listen to folklore. I haven't I didn't listened check to it, it out. but um, like I saw something. Who did she? <sighs> oh my goodness! I'm looking at the song of the year list, and I I almost don't know anybody. I don't even want to make this a guessing game because it wouldn't even be fair to you that I don't know anybody. I know Billie Eilish, I know Beyonce, I know Post Malone, but there are so many people that won this that I have no idea who they are. That's hmm. crazy. So, song of the year was um, Dernst Emil the Second H E R and Tiara Thomas for their song "I Can't Breathe." I have not. Ah, I can't breathe. Okay, I'm sure that was a politically charged song. I did yeah, not sure. hear. Th- I did not hear that song. Okay, here we go. Best new artist. Here we go. Ingrid Andres. Don't know who that person is. Phoebe Bridgers, who is amazing. Chika, C-H-I-K-A, mm-hmm. Noah Cyrus, not Miley, D-Smoke, Doja Cat, K-Tranada, 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 and Megan the Stallion. Like, so, uh, you, you, if you, if yeah. So like, you, like the last have, four, I've heard of them. Right. Probably, like... I think it's like 50-50 for me. There's a half of them that I've never heard of. Okay, but... Pooh. But you you can ask what your tip will be. So what, you can ask what's one my, question. What's my tip? No, you can ask. You can you can ask a, a question to to okay. get the tip. Okay, That's what okay. I... I guess I should have said that. You get a question. Yeah, okay, okay. That's cool. Um, so we... Again, at Billie Eilish, Post Malone. Who else? Billie Eilish, Post Malone. Right. So yeah, yeah. Doja Cat. Uh, um, no, no, not not Billie Eilish. Not Billie Eilish. She's not the new artist. She got that last year. So there's uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Are we at new artist? I, I I thought we were talking about single. No, no, no. This is best new artist. Okay. Uh, Ingrid Andres, Phoebe Bridgers, yeah. Chica, Noah Cyrus, okay. D Smoke, Doja Cat, K Trenada, and Megan Thee Stallion. Dude, I. <laughs> I know this is not fair because I don't know all of them, but I would say for <laughs> the sake of the jury's mind, please let it be free f- bridges. That would have been my wish as well, but it was Megan the Stallion, which okay. makes sense because she had a killer 2020 with Savage and WAP. Ah. I mean, she had a killer. She had a killer year. She yeah, had a really true, great true, year. True, so true, that's, true. that's that's fair as well. Um, oh, here we go. This is a smaller list. This this is a smaller list. This might be easier to guess. But do this. Let's also do the weird one, like the jo- the genre ones. The genre ones. Oh <laughs> uh, well, let's do this one, and then we can yeah. then we because yeah. this is a really short list. So, best pop vocal album: Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Dua Lipa, Harry Styles, and Taylor Swift. I think that's the one that Dua Lipa won, actually. You'd be right. Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Dua, li- Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. Two out of three, um, by the way. Th- that's not bad, dude. Honestly, that's not bad. Um, let me see. Oh, funny. Jacob Collier was up for an R&B performance, but that does make sense. He's kind of R&B as well. Oh, wow. A lot of names. I was looking at Best Rap Song as well, and they, like, um, 
they have a lot of producers on some of these songs. It's pretty crazy. Okay, which category are we going for? Let's go to... I'm just looking for a list that has enough names I can recognize for it to be a fair question. Um, okay, best pop solo performance. There's Yummy by Justin Bieber, which mm-hmm. honestly is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. I thought Yummy is kind of a, kind of a cool song. Say So by Doja Cat, who I don't know. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa. Watermelon Sugar, Harry Styles. Cardigan by Taylor Swift. And I say it's 100% Harry Styles. You would be right. Oh my God. Dude, but have you... <laughs> dude, everyone who has... That's, some, he, who, that's who amazing. Has, everyone who has looked on TikTok once... Must have known that. <laughs> it would have been a big uproar if he had not won that yeah. because that was the most popular yeah. song ever. I could, you could probably, if you, if you look at TikTok, I, I mean, the, the only one um, who could contest with that would be like, what's her name? Like with, with Savage. Oh, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Harry Styles really... was, was all over the place. Oh, here we go. You might know this too. I'm, I, would be, I would be interested. Best rock album. Oh, There's shit. five five categories. There's five um, nominees. Sorry. Best rock album. Fontaine's DC, which is the band. Michael Kiwanuka. Mm-hmm. Grace Potter. Sturgill Simpson. And The Strokes. Mm. Remember, you can what, also what, say, what's, what's this the, is my the, question. The, what's the name of The Strokes album? The New Abnormal. Yeah, I listened to that. I really listened to that, and I, I really loved it. So my heart definitely has to say The, the Strokes. Um, I also listened to, to, to Michael Kiwanuka's album, and I also liked it, but I didn't find it that cool. And what was the name of the... F- so we have those two, and we had Fountains DC. Yeah, Grace Potter and Sturgill Simpson. Okay, I don't know these... <laughs> I know Sturgill a little bit, but he's a little bit. I think he's a bit more country. Okay, but I would, I would, yeah. My heart says the Strokes. <laughs> Your heart would be right yet again, my friend. This is kind of unbelievable that you're getting these right. The <laughs> Dude, new abnormal <laughs> from the Strokes. Did you, did you listen crazy. to that album? That's crazy. No, I haven't heard it yet. You gotta I have do. Not it. heard it yet. Um, like I was really surprised because. That's also why I was so flashed by the by the new new Weezer al- album, because it was the the that second cool. band that that that's been around for like at least around fifteen twenty years now. Yeah, that still find cool kind of new or at least different sounds and still make it a cool like original Stroke or um, Weezer um, album. Who do you think did a better job of? adapting to a modern audience between the new uh, Strokes album and the new Weezer album? I would say uh, Weezer. Weezer. Because, Why? Because, because I think they, 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 they have more of this sense for... for um, they find a better compromise, I would say, between kind of catching up to a certain vibe in a certain time or uh, have a certain sense for for what works good um for status quo pop music 
um, and still give it that that kind of weasel touch. And Strokes yeah. also um, <clears throat> have adapted a lot, um, but still, it's more like it's more like a Strokes. It's more like a Strokes album that Strokes fans listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I even saw a video where someone on TikTok make, made fun of Pitchfork, like the, the infamous album review mm-hmm. site, Pitchfork. I think they really trashed the new Strokes, which is... I mean, I think if anyone has like a claim already and they try yeah. to do something new, I think Pitchfork's kind of obligated to go that they're, you know, sleeping through their new attempts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, like, to put it back to those categories we are talking about, like best rock album um strokes but if they both would be in the mix for best album which they obviously are not i would guess or i would say weezer you know what i mean mhm yeah i wish weezer had been on there actually cuz yeah. that would have been that would have been an interesting mix up and like like it's it always have been like the strokes are a band that 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 that, that have a, have a huge fan base but for 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 a brighter audience, like there's uh, last night and Reptilia, like right. on festival festivals or even sports stadiums where where they play this guitar riff and everyone everyone goes. <laughs> but the rest of it is like it's like more stuff for 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 the fans you get through that. But there are many people wouldn't get to that stage, and I'm, and I think Weezer have more of this in sports you would say playing intelligence playing intelligence yeah explain that like um like they they know what their skills are and they still know how to um to bring them on the court to stay in that sports picture um <laughs> um but they they are intelligent enough to to adapt what's what's coming and what's changing over the years or what's um what's what's what a what a what a behavior um <clears throat> to their surrounding they should not show or should not show etc cetera, etc cetera. you know what i mean yeah yeah did did you see that clip of um trevor noah like kind of making fun of the uk at, when he was hosting the grammys no like there was this, that's the funny uh, thing. That's that's why the, this quiz is so fun because besides this one little Dua Lipa bit I saw, I I, I didn't, and obviously the news that like it was um, Beyonce's twenty third or something Grammy appearance at the Grammys or something. Wow, yeah, or Grammy she got award something like that. I I saw the 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 push message, but besides that, I di- I didn't see anything. That's cool, man. Yeah, you're you're, you're doing almost. Um, <laughs> almost brutally well <laughs> for this game <laughs> but there was this I'm not clip sure if, the, if if the, if if I can if I can um if that's if if that's um if that's my skill or probably also a certain <laughs> level of um how do you say of like subliminal maybe maybe you've been tipped off or something or No like you you could also think okay there's not so much interesting things and changes going on in the music business. Like you can I easier mean that, predict yeah. what, what could what could be. You know what I mean? Exactly. That that was actually the the next point I was gonna say was just that 
um, as we were talking the last few minutes, I was scrolling through looking for the next thing. And I got to a few categories that I forgot that they do at the Grammys, which is like um, best soundtrack, best original score, stuff like that. And man, there are so many things that are, you know, and even best, um, what is it? Best comedy album. Like I'm a really, 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 really big fan of stand up comedy. And I've, I think I've watched almost everybody's, even like the what, YouTube there's a Grammy for comedy. Year. Yeah, there's comedy albums when people release like a stand up yeah. special on yeah. Netflix or something. There's maybe like a, like an album, an album of it. And, there are so many typical expected nominees. I mean, there's a few. I mean, there's a few people that I love. I mean, I I love Tiffany Haddish and Patton Oswalt. Jim, I love Jim Gaffigan. I love Bill Burr, and I don't dislike Jerry Seinfeld. I really like Jerry Seinfeld, but I think it's kind of expected that a legend like him would come back after a long time and do kind of an uh, like kind of a random special out of nowhere and then be nominated for a Grammy like that. It's, you know, it's just kind of expected at this. It'd be like, if it was like best interview, they'd be like, well, Oprah, obviously. No. You know, it's just, it's kind of like, there are so many new um, opportunities for interesting Grammy nominations to kind of look around, but they, I think that's also why you're maybe guessing so, so well, is because it's kind of expected. It's kind of obvious, you know? Yeah. You know, you're going to have like, okay, well, who's the most, who's the most popular, like crazy popular people that you've heard of in the past three years or two years? You've got Bieber, Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, you know, the Strokes. Beyonce, Beyonce yes. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, she was everywhere last year. I'm I'm surprised that Jacob Collier is on there, but I'm also kind of not because he went viral for his crazy music stuff. In yeah, the last and, like 18 months or so. Yeah, and probably because he already... I'm not sure how huge his, his his success as a recording or plus or um performing artist was pre-covid but I guess what really could have um affected his his success is that he already pre-covid like produced this kind of content music fans were craving for once they were sitting at home nobody was going to concerts anymore like spectacular yeah. things you can you can you can you can watch on YouTube or whatever, right? Right, like when he did this uh, viral Happy New Year. Yeah, exactly. On the MIDI. For those who haven't seen that, basically, when you're when you're recording music through um, like a digital audio software, we can we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we can put the link in the. I'll put that down. Um, call your Happy New Year show notes. Um, yeah, for those who, like for my mom or people, for example, who maybe haven't seen this kind of thing before, basically when you're recording on a program and you're recording through, um, a keyboard that you can replace all the sounds on, like it doesn't just sound like a piano, but I have one of these and a lot of people have these where you can replace the sounds with drums or with synth or whatever. This kind of keyboard is called a MIDI, M-I-D-I keyboard. And when you're recording one of these things, you see this picture on your recording program that's looks a bit like graph paper there's you know the whole screen is like a is like charts like little squares all the way up and down into the side and these are your notes and they're separated by the time signature and by the rhythm and stuff and when you play a note um to the left is sort of a 
a graphic image of a keyboard. So the 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 um, higher that the note is, like if you go several octaves up on a note, the higher it is on the picture, like towards the top of the screen. The lower the note is, like the doom 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 boom, that's lower on the picture. So you get a visual image of the things you're playing. And that's great for if you're trying to build harmonies, you can you can do like a C major and then you see it sort of in the center of the screen, this little dot and you click it and that's your note that you played. And then you can add, you know, little notes above that and you can drag and drop and you can build harmonies and build these structures and stuff. I hope that's making sense. But basically, you play something and you can see it and what he does in this video that he went pretty viral for, he even got featured on Jimmy Kimmel for this. No. Um, he, he does like a little TikTok video where he's, he's, he waves over to a camera like, Hey, come here, look at this. And he sits down really fast. And then he plays these extremely somehow, um, connected, congruent, strange, like very, very complicated, um, piano chords. And in this MIDI structure spells out the word happy new year mm-hmm. in in chords and it's in this time signature he put this drum beat under it and it's all in key together somehow in these jazz theory practices it's wild and as a musician you watch that it's kind of like i'm trying to think of like an alternative to that maybe it's like um maybe you're a, a like an average athlete or something and you're watching uh someone like Vince Carter you know Say, oh, hey, come with me. And then he just does like a windmill dunk. And you're like, how does a human being accomplish something like that? You know, Where, how do they, no. yeah, I, you know, getting the idea, getting the airtime, getting the delivery. It's like human beings aren't supposed to be able to do that kind of, or watching the, the classic MJ like flying dunk from the free throw line. You're like, human beings aren't supposed to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like that. And it, we'll put it in the show notes. That's re- <laughs> So I think him doing stuff like that's what got him more popular. But I I also think he's kind of interesting in the way that he's not someone who kind of belongs on a Grammy list. If you look at who's here, you have like Bieber and, you know. Yeah, um, it it seems like. Billie Eilish and stuff. It's like so popular, like so, so, so. And also, I mean, Billie Eilish, I have a lot of respect for, especially after I watched this Apple Plus documentary about her, which I highly recommend i don't know yeah. if you saw that highly recommend it it's also extremely long it's almost three hours long but um we wa- we watched it in segments but it's very very good and it you know they followed her for like three years i only noticed sorry but do you notice from from uh rolling stones this uh, from rolling stone the magazine this uh series musicians on musicians uh i no i don't think it's I know basically a conversation i wouldn't call it an interview but a conversation between two musicians and they put um billy eilish and billy joe armstrong <laughs> together <laughs> in the backseat of a car and then they they had a conversation it's pretty it's pretty interesting pretty funny actually how is old billy joe is he still is he a cool guy or yeah yeah, I mean, I just remember this. Um, I mean, I was always the biggest Green Day fan, but I remember that video of him. At, I guess you saw this too. Like he was at some major festival. Mm-hmm. And they were cutting his time to prepare. Yeah, for yeah, sure. You know, and he has this huge, outlandish rant about you know, like I've been doing this for twenty years or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and then I wonder how. 
I wonder how old Billy Joe Armstrong is now. How old is Billy Joe Armstrong? He's oh, he's forty nine years old. Wow, <laughs> forty nine years old. And his picture, he still he still looks like he's thirty five. Or yeah, I'd still say he's like looks like mid thirties, early thirties. It's wild, man. I saw some some video of him or some picture of him not too long ago and I was kind of impressed with how young he still looks. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I but you, yeah. You, you see that with so many musicians or <laughs> celebrities. But Yeah, that, I, yeah, that's true. That's and I mean true. not the kind of or the, the I'm not sure how to put this without it sounding wrong, but I mean the the kind of people you would probably expect to I don't know um have an operation at some point or right you know what i mean or yeah. at that level like of celebrity you probably have some, some things done but yeah. i mean like like people i just saw a video of um like um guitar nerd stuff like a video where they sent a rebuild um of the Gibson Les Paul guitar um Eric Clapton once gave to um uh George Harrison for uh, my guitar gently weeps for the recording yeah. session, and they mm-hmm. they made a remake of that, and it's beautiful. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's red, cherry red, and it's like I don't know five years old. And they bring it to some form of apartment, and um, like Eric Clapton opens the case, looks at it, has some stories to tell about the history of the original guitar, blah blah blah, and plays it. And the first thing that came to my mind, I just saw this a few days ago, is like, dude. <laughs> He's been around and having 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 good times in the sixties. Like, look at this guy. Like, it's I know it's already like five or six years old, but it's like two thousand and fourteen or something. And <laughs> how young he still looks for it. Like, Clapton. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, how far away are the sixties now? You know what I mean? So, like, oh, not yeah. in actual years, but like also in. But him, I mean, for him to be born like what in the forties or something, that's really insane. That he can, or whatever it was, maybe like early 50s or something. But still, it's really crazy. That's really crazy. Um, yeah. I'm just going to I'm just gonna run to the restroom really quick, and I'll be right back. Dude. All right. Dude, I just looked some things up. Eric Clapton's born in 1945. 45. Wow. So, and then have World you seen, like, had... a few weeks ago, there have been images around um, of Ringo Starr. Like, he's been at some, I don't know. There were, like, I don't know, pictures of him around um, <laughs> social media and. Um, with a caption all said like look at how young he looks and he's born in 1940 so he's 80 years old <laughs> uh bob dylan too he turns yeah. 80 or yeah. 80 or 81 this year man that's crazy i i think it's going to be a really really hard day for a lot of people when bob dylan dies probably including <laughs> probably including <laughs> including yourself me. and me yeah yeah i was thinking about that because when david bowie died um, I had 
about a day where I felt like, man, that's a real legend. That's a real legend that's kind of gone. But I was also not as not as close to his entire discography and life and artistic contribution Who? as Dylan. I Bowie. Bowie, okay. I wasn't as close to like his contribution and, and, and stuff as as I am to Dylan. Like I mean I I thoroughly adore ninety percent of what Bob Dylan does. Maybe I just haven't listened to much in the last like fifteen years or something, but his new stuff I mean. But um yeah, I mean, it's just way, way, way more songs for me that click than than with Bowie. But, you know, nothing on Bowie. It's just a different, you know, just a different, uh, they're all chocolate, just a, you know, almond chocolate or honey salt chocolate <laughs> or caramel chocolate, just different chocolate, you know? Yeah. Um, they're all delicious, just some of them you want more than others. And um, I was thinking about that when Dylan passes away, it's going to be a really, really, really heavy time for people or for me too. I mean, not that I've ever met him or had some opportunity to like gain any sort of access to him at all, but just reading all these books about him and being such a big fan, that's going to be, that's going to be a big old heavy day for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. And you can expect, you can expect because I, I felt this way so intensely um, last year. So, one of my biggest songwriting heroes, John Prine, died last year due to COVID complications. He was he was pretty old too, but he he could have definitely seen probably another decade um, or so. And he he died, and at, towards the end of his life, he did um, a, maybe a tour or two, and I think even some recordings with Kurt Vile. Mm-hmm. Um, which are really good. Kurt Vile, uh, uh, basically they, they play John Prine songs and they sang together. They're on YouTube together. And then I think Kurt Vile did some John Prine recordings and it's all great. I love Kurt Vile and it's all, it's all good. I think that all is really magical stuff. But then when John Prine died, I think because Kurt Vile had sort of rejuvenated interest in bringing things out of the past that um, then you see all these people covering John Prine songs who perhaps were never fans of him at all until yeah. the end. Yeah. I mean, for example, Phoebe Bridgers, who I adore. I mean, I have nothing on her. I think she's genius. Um, she, like last week, just released these two Spotify singles. Um, and one of them is a John Prine cover, Summer's End, okay. from his last record that he put out. We have that record here on vinyl and in the living room. And it's, I remember thinking when she just, when she dropped that, like, oh man, that's another person who I can't really be sure loved John Prine completely, especially because that's from the last record or, and it's the, it's like the single from the last record, or if it's, um, you know, someone clicking into the trend. Yeah. Yeah. And when Dylan dies, boy, you better believe Instagram and TikTok are going to be, and Facebook all are going to be exploding. Also television, radio, everything. People are going to be exploding with cover songs, man. Yeah. You're going to see, I don't know, Jeff Tweedy on Jimmy Kimmel doing um, the times they are a changing or something, yeah. you know? You're going to see everything. <laughs> crazy oh i I bet you (laughs) i bet you'll see like a justin bieber like pop version of like all along the watchtower or something but do you know have you ever watched the the um what's it called 
The Kennedy Center Honors. Just for comedy. Okay. Because I have only watched it for, for musicians. Um, who, have you, who have you seen? Dylan, I dude, guess. Dude, like, like so many, like Sting, Led Zeppelin. Um, oh, wow. Albert King, BB King. Um, a lot of blues and rock, rock musicians, like, like all those legends. Um, and the weird thing is, I, 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 to today, I'm not sure if I, if, I, if, I, if I think it's cool or not. Um, because obviously, like, a, like an honors of any kind of this certain stage, like, um, there's speeches first, uh, but then they open up, the, or they, they they turn around to this huge st stage, and um, other famous uh, musicians would cover, um, like music of the people being introduced or getting the Kennedy Center honor. Yeah, and in the television version, they always cut images of like all the all those legends um, reacting to other people playing their music in front of them or for yeah. them, especially. Yeah, and there's like some pretty cool. I as far as I remember, there's like for every band or artist, like like three songs they cover, but in shorter versions, in a kind of medley. And some of them are pretty cool. As far as I remember, there's um, like when Led Zeppelin got the Kennedy Center honors, um, like they started off with with um, uh, Lenny Kravitz singing rock and roll, this legendary uh, Led Zeppelin song. Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> yeah, and you think it's weird, but it's what? It, it it's kind of pretty cool, but but some of them, some of them are. I guess he was popular at the time. Are are, are pretty, right. are pretty, pretty whack. And then there's there's one where they have the Foo Fighters, but with um, uh, I forgot the freaking name of <laughs> who? What? What? Of what, the Foo Fighters band? singer who was Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, obviously. Goddamn, what was that? But <laughs> that's what I wanted to say, but with Dave Grohl on drums. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But he was still singing along just playing yeah. the drums. I think, didn't I see some? Was that for Ringo? Was that for the Beatles? Could be. Could be. Maybe I'm confusing, because there, there is another video um, of drummers appreciating Ringo, and it has like Questlove and Dave Grohl. And a few mm. other people playing like their favorite. But that's Beatles another video, but it's also great. Yeah, that's also pretty cool. I think yeah. Questlove does the um, the come together one. And you realize he 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 would have never found this world famous um like drum fill in like, and there are not so many world famous drum fill ins. Most of them are kind of the same. <laughs> If he would have ever learned <laughs> yeah. how to correctly play the drums, <laughs> and and why do you think that? I mean, are you saying that you think Questlove wouldn't have found? No, like his Ringo style? wouldn't have found it. In this one video, this this they ex, they ex, explain it because he he played this this kind of weird style and and open handed style. Um, he would he would um move certain um like certain patterns for fill-ins or for for any drum pattern in other directions like you would regularly do when you learn how to play the drums oh i see he was so he was kind of doing 
Right. Okay. So Ringo was coming up yeah. with cooler, like cool, fresh ideas because his his structure yeah, like was not traditional. Does this this come together fill in? Oh, he does that uh, like left over right. Sort exactly. Of Only is possible because thing, of right? the weird way he plays. Right. 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 I'm kind of hoping that that's uh, something I kind of have in me as well with my funky guitar chords. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. It's still so. It, it it like it's like it's like actual pain when I see you playing. An A major chord. <laughs> it looks it looks to people like it hurts my hand. It looks like it hurts my hand because my knuckles are all bunched yeah. up. But it actually, it just it, it hurts just, my hands as well. I'm works. standing next to you on stage, and I look at my left hand, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do you ever have that feeling sometimes when you're around someone who's um not breathing? Not breathing, not not <laughs> what I have not that many experience around people who are not breathing. Sorry, buddy. But take that, but 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 but, but remember that for the next Halloween episode. What I what I mean, what I mean is when you're around somebody. Who's um breathing in a really erratic pattern or a strange pattern maybe they're upset or maybe they uh are are like coming off of a laugh and it sounds like they're kind of holding breath or they're like stifled breath or like maybe something is like obstructing breath um not endangering them but just like whatever they're doing for some reason and you find yourself like to your privately to yourself going like Like making sure that you remind yourself that you have no obstruction or problem breathing. Do you ever do that? No, because I have a, <laughs> I have such an issue. <laughs> oh, with what? With with like? No, like how, the, the, when do you? The thing is, I I um I'm breathing pretty 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 loud. Um, and I had a lot of issues with my with my nose, and I didn't get um like. Uh, like like through holes i didn't get air through holes where air should have gone through for a long 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 time and still and i I had an um an operation and um so on my nose but because of medical reasons and um and still to the day you were were jam you were jamming carrots in your nose weren't you no and but but to the day um when i when i'm exhausted or so when I do sports, um, pretty quickly I can't I can't um, breathe through my nose properly, and and it, so it, there's some weird stuff going on with my breathing. So so I don't have that because I have those kind of issues on my own. I mean, you probably also hear it sometimes on this podcast, a lot of breathing from my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they can't tell the difference. And, I don't, and I now don't everybody's DMing us. Yeah, finally we can say that. It's annoying us every episode. One of you is breathing so weird. And yeah, every episode when I start, I need to do that thing like to 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 assure that I can breathe properly. Um there's that you know, I'm just writing something down cuz I I want to talk about it. This this reminds me of um like this funky breathing into the mic and stuff. There's for those who are into podcasting in general, like for those who don't just listen to this show, but are in general, like into podcasts, you've probably come across the daily from the New York times, which is a very popular podcast. And the host of that show is Michael Barbaro and Michael Barbaro. Freaking legend. He's, he's a big old podcast 
landmark, but he has this tick about him that some enough people have had a problem with that they've decided to make like versions of the show on their website that are that cut that cut out these things he does. Yeah, but act, imagine they, they actually do that. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, at least maybe maybe just for a few episodes. But I, I I know that it became a thing. Enough people wrote in. Um, basically, for those who don't know that show, Michael Barbaro, he has this very whispery kind of voice, and he really talks close to the mic like this. And it, it's Tuesday. Here's the daily. I'm Michael Barbaro. And he talks really fast. You and, you got that pretty 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 well. Thank you. And. What he does that I that gets in my ear so much is when someone's talking, maybe they're talking about a serious, like, you know, like a conflict in Syria, or they're talking about like a, a protest where, where some person was, um, you know, beaten and sprayed in, in Times Square or something, like a really big, important news thing. No. And, and whenever someone's talking, he's always, it sounds like he's right, like right up close to the mic like this, and it sounds like he's always going... Yeah, you hmm. like this? Hmm. We can ask hmm. the listeners, what do you say when we sound like this? Now it's just going to be an ASMR podcast. Yeah, probably. Probably <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> then we can make some money from it. No, but he does this like, hmm. 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 <laughs> and it's constant. It's always constant. It just, this, hmm. 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 And now you're going to notice it when you hear it next time. They're going to be like, yeah, Michael, it was crazy. We were in the field and we were carrying, uh, we were carrying bodies along with the soldiers to the next, uh, to the next landmark over this river, which was covered in blood. Hmm. 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 It's really insane. But that's, and they, but that's they, where you they, see, they had to make, that's where you see where, where, where famous podcasters that are doing a great job, um, probably have not gotten the, the kind of, um, how to, how to put that um like um education for 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 doing interviews um for for radio or for audio only because that's one of the first rule that maybe yeah that when people show you and teach you stuff like that and 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 you learn strategies on how to to lead interviews etc one of the first things you learn never react with your voice to anything your your um your interview partner says in terms of do not make sounds like uh-huh or hmm or hmm or yeah or something because it 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 always gets weird so like oh i do that all, I, I i that's a mistake i make with like oh yeah <laughs> yeah i also i also I still find myself from time to time doing it, but but then i then i listen to the thing and it's like mm, damn um because you can always you can always i don't know react over, over eye contact or, or whatever if there if there is need for it but it can always be interpreted in a, in a in a weird way, like somebody telling you a really really harsh story, and you're like, "Hmm." Right, you sound indifferent. Yeah, that that's the problem with Michael. He always sounds very indifferent. Like this this crazy thing happened. We were at the protest, and these people were being marched down by these you know militant police. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's always like, "Shut up, dude." No, <laughs> it's great. But they even made some some episodes where they crazy where they cut that out. I just wanted to do one more, one more category. Oh, to see if you can guess one more Grammy guess category this. to guess. One more, yeah, because there's so many. It doesn't what, make sense. Where I'm at the, at the oh. moment, did you did you count? You, five out of four. Three out of four, or f- five out of four. Five out of four. <laughs> <laughs> they have four out of five. <laughs> five out of four. <laughs> yeah, it's either yeah. I think it's either four out of five or three out of four. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, but you're you're definitely doing really well. 
but I want to do the last one because it's the only category that really connects to uh, people like us. It's the best alternative album. Okay, 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 okay. Who's nominated? So there's five nominations. There's Beck, mm-hmm. what? Fiona Apple, Beck. It's 2021. You know Beck. Come on, buddy. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I didn't even know he had a new album, to be honest with you. Uh, there's Beck, Fiona Apple, also a blast mm-hmm. from the past. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Brittany Howard, who I don't know, unfortunately. No, I also do not know her. And uh, Tame Impala. For the slow rush that came out last year. Okay, okay. Beck, okay. Fiona Apple, Phoebe Bridgers, Brittany Howard, Tim and Paula. If you ask, I will take one of them out of the equation for you. Um, I'm not sure if I need that because <clears throat> regarding that, Tim and Paula actually released an album last year after what five years, six years? What was it? Five and some change. Yeah. I guess that must be the call. Let's let's just let's just look at them one more time. <laughs> okay. Beck, Fiona Apple, Phoebe Bridgers, Brittany Howard, and Tame Impala. Remember, you do have a question or a tip. <clears throat> okay, 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 okay. Um I Who's definitely out? Like definitely out's Tame Impala. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, crazy. <laughs> that Which is crazy. Regarding, I would have thought they'd be for it too. The um, <laughs> the kind of cluster we saw with with how how um, Grammys are being <laughs> are being awarded. That would have yeah, true. That would have been the perfect That's fit. Um, it would have been a perfect fit. Yeah. There's, okay. There's, there's like two in here. I would have said would have made sense. Okay. Then I would say. Phoebe Bridges or Fiona Apple, and I'm not 100% sure. Okay. So which one of those would you you land on? I didn't even see that he released something. I didn't either. I didn't even hear about it. I mean, to be fair, um, because I just said, um, like, come on, it's 2021. You could bring the same argument for... uh, (laughs) A band like the Strokes, but um, poo. but I would. <laughs> That's true. But I would. But but uh, I would. I would. I would break it down to those three ones: Beck, Fiona Apple, Phoebe Bridges. Okay. Yes, you are right by doing that. Okay. Phoebe Bridges. Fiona Apple. Damn! Damn! So close. <laughs> I thought when you said like, yeah, I I could do Phoebe Bridgers or Fiona Apple. I thought, oh man, he's gonna get it again. Oh my god, he's gonna figure it out. <laughs> yeah, then Beck Beck threw a wrench in the in the machine and <laughs> screwed everything up as usual. <laughs> Classic Damn. Beck move. Yeah, I was I was I was I was hoping for good. Yeah, I would I would have tried to get you to guess um, which uh, you know best musical score, but you don't watch movies, so that would be too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch movies. Oh my god! I hang out with a lot of people that don't breathe. <laughs> Look at this best. Oh my god! Best contemporary Christian music album. There's a fucking Every, Grammy for that. Yeah. Well, we'll look at this. We'll look at this. There's there's Hillsong, which I guess you know Hillsong, huh? This humongously famous church band, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
everyone knows Hillsong. Like if you're into this like evangelical church, they're like, I think they're based in Australia. They even toured in Mufadhala. They, they sold it out. Um, it's really crazy. Um, but there's, there's people, of course, I don't know any of these people, Cody Carnes, uh, we, the kingdom, Torin Hills, uh, Torin Wells, um, but and Hillsong for contemporary Christian music album, which, uh, you know, it's a valid category. They, they make a lot of money. They have a lot of record sales. It's, it should be at the Grammys. I, I think that is a totally valid category, but guess who won? Kanye West. <laughs> Ah, sure. Makes total sense, yeah. For Jesus is King. Yeah. But I would never have categorized his record, Jesus is King, as a contemporary Christian album. Sure sure it is. Is it really like a legitimate praising of Lord yeah, and Savior yeah, Jesus yeah, sure. Christ? Yeah, sure. I didn't know that. I thought it, it was is. just like, because he was calling himself Christ for a while, I thought. Dude, no, 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 no. But yeah, okay. he... Yeah, th- th- that's another Jesus. thing. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of his brand, but, right? But but uh, I th- he has got got to to a new point where, um, he don't refers to 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 Jesus anymore, but more like as a, uh, <laughs> I would not say a reincarnation, but a, a new Jesus two point kind of like, it's it's <laughs> God gave him the mission to to reach a lot of people. With his message and um, do his Sunday services and whatsoever, like and he he builds he builds Christian communities in the desert somewhere. Except this crazy stuff going on. Wow. Okay. So he's like he's like, like communities the that, that live that live autark with their own farming etc. and own universities and what they're he has huge plans. There are animations of it. It's super crazy. Oh, dude! Snarky Puppy won best contemporary instrumental album. You know Snarky Puppy? They're from New Orleans. I don't know them. Oh man, they won they won a Grammy for live at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh man. Do you know that here on my wall, just beyond this microphone, is a a, a handmade drawing that I have of myself, like this sort of like vision board thing, a dream of me playing Royal Albert Hall in some way or another? Royal Albert Hall. That's my dream venue royal albert hall and i have mm. had that on my wall for like three years <laughs> and snarky puppy just won for their live at royal albert hall concert nice. that's incredible man that's really cool have you seen the eels at um or eels at um royal albert hall absolutely man that's such a masterpiece yeah such a great great live performance i love it I there's love so it. many great so many great also yeah more like contemporary um performances over the, the, the last years from there still like oh. there's that moment when uh uh mr e mark oliver everett yes i remembered when he um he played they play a few songs and then he sort of announces to the crowd how playing there was like always a dream of his and then he kisses the stage and he said you know john lennon played here and it's just so yeah so iconic man i would love to do that would love to play there. Such a such a that's like such a big dream. American Roots. Oh yeah, Black Pumas were up for best American Roots performance. Oh, but look at this. Posthumously for best American Roots performance was John Prine. What do you know? No. That's it's also kind of and for me for me this is the thing too. It's like when someone gets really really popular with a young crowd the year that they pass away. You can almost guarantee they're going to win an award. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you like think about Heath Ledger from the Oscars. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman yeah. is nominated for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and he's going to probably win posthumously, or he did, I don't remember. And then you have John Prine winning this uh, posthumously after, pa- you know, after passing away. Yeah. Uh, he won too. Best American Roots Song and Best American Roots Performance. Two Grammys after you die nominated for the, for, that's really crazy. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, sorry. I'm just kind of. I feel like I'm. I'm almost just looking at this and and and, <laughs> and kind of only being giving us now. giving us a, a, a kind of a sound effect. Well, it's almost. An, I feel like it's probably annoying for some people. But <laughs> best regional roots music album was the New Orleans Nightcrawlers for their album Atmosphere. Best regional American roots album. Best regional roots. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that genre. Man, there's so many. There's so many things. I mean, I, I, you know, when you when you watch the Grammys, you know, you're always pumped about, you know, whatever the 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 you're mostly pumped for the pop categories because it's the most popular and whatever in the music and the for me also the um the um soundtrack awards and stuff. They're, you know, it's just like the big names, but there are so many categories. Yeah. It must take forever. It must take forever. Best. Oh, look at this. Jacob Collier won himself a Grammy. For best arrangement, instruments, and vocals for He Won't Hold You, his song featuring Rhapsody. Wow. Okay, yeah, there's, that's it. There's so many categories, it's unbelievable. Crazy. Um, crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy. Um, but cool, man. I think, I think I'm going to call it here, unless you had anything else on your mind. No. I only think in, in, in Grammy ca- ca- categories from now on. And I, for today, <laughs> we're through all of them. Yeah, today was kind of a, uh, today was kind of a relaxed episode, and I hope, hope people still liked it. Um, but it was definitely nice to just kind of have a, have a cool, flowy one. I mean, the Grammys, you know, that was just a recent, you know, it was, it's very fresh. It's a very fresh yeah. topic. So it's nice to, to dig into it. Um, and just a reminder for those who were, might have been interested, um, there's this uh, docu-series, Last Chance You, that Mo was watching, and I mentioned this documentary called Hoop Dreams, which is, uh, if you're into basketball, second season, right, of Last Chance You? Um, no, it's, it's Last Chance You Basketball. That's it's, it's, it's just called. called Last Chance You Basketball. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Last Chance You Basketball and Hoop Dreams, if you're interested in that. Uh, cool. Then... We hope you've enjoyed today's show and that you had some fun with us going through the nominations. And maybe if you guessed right yourself on these categories, you can write in and let us know and we can give you a little trophy on our Instagram stories. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And if you enjoyed today's show, as always, please go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this show, give us a rate, review, subscribe. It really helps new listeners find us. You can financially support the show at patreon.com slash jordanprince. And if you'd like to follow us or write to the show, you can follow us on Instagram at artsyfartsyimmigrants or send us a good old-fashioned email to podcast at m945.de. My friend Moritz, this has been... A real pleasure for me. A nice, like, soul mental cleansing in a way. It's nice to just uh, chat with you and and have some fun. And we should talk soon. 
about the next guest because we have quite a few lined up and we could try and do one here at the end of the month, maybe in two weeks, or we could aim for April. So maybe we can just talk about uh, later what you prefer. Yes, sir. Nice, buddy. All right, then, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week. This was super fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy-fartsy immigrants. Ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider. Produziert für M94.5. Thank you.